<laughs> Hello, what have we here? Welcome to Virtual Lando's Virtual Lounge. I'm <laughs> Virtual Lando. Has, I'm, I don't even know. And this is our uh, virtual lounge. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, it's been a good, good while. Been a long time it feels like since we've done one of these and um reason being i have moved that's when it was yeah i have moved to the state the land of Ten Thousand lakes minnesota um i'm doing a program out here and i'm living in an apartment with a couple of dudes and it is difficult to try to shake out a schedule we all are in the same room and mm -hmm. that's the room I'm in right now. So we have like a bunk bed and blah, blah, blah. it's a smaller room. All of our stuff is kind of everywhere. And it's very difficult to find a gap of time to where I can like lock this room down and have an hour to talk about Star Wars. So, um, and I've been doing some travel since I've gotten here. We went on like a camping trip. Um, but now I feel like I'm settled down into a regular routine uh as regular it's not super regular um and so i don't know if like we'll be able to have a like a day of the week to where we are able to record every week because i mean it'll probably be change, change and uh, there's also more trips and stuff throughout the throughout the coming months but mondays are the days that are my day off and so i'm hoping that every monday or maybe every other Monday, at least, he can record, so. Something. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I've just enjoyed the time off, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been kept busy, like. Yeah, I mean. So I, I don't feel bad about COVID. it. <laughs> I had COVID for a while. Yeah. So I was in quarantine, and I was like, I could be recording like so many podcasts but we didn't and i was mm -hmm. like i just get to watch movies and also we did uh i believe at the time of this recording it's out i think i was a little podcast burnt out anyway because uh we did record something else if you want to take this moment to plug yeah i started like a second podcast thing not like a regular like scheduled one that has like a specific upload schedule or anything it was just to talk about movies and stuff whenever I wanted so like the week before you left we went to um our grandma's like home theater and we got microphones and a bunch of cords and a bunch of disasters later Mm -hmm. We watched all three of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy back to back to back and recorded audio commentaries. Yeah. So that podcast is called Striking a Movie Podcast. I put it on my Instagram story, um, but they're not all going to be commentaries on there. It's, it'll be like different stuff. I'm thinking I have an idea for like a two part that I want to do. Um about like a specific filmmaker before maybe not before but maybe after dune comes out when mm. i picked up and i'm reading and it's huge 
the page uh, yes you know how like when you read the like a bible the pages are super thin that's how this feels like the pages feel so thin but i also Jeez. haven't read i also haven't read like a paperback book in a while so it could also okay. be that. i'm used to hardcovers but um yeah so we did that and I, after that day i was like wow because that was like nine hours and like one pizza break it was yeah it was a it, i mean i don't regret it but it was fun i definitely didn't want to the next day hop on and talk about star wars at yeah. that point so plus we were waiting for visions there wasn't really anything going on um mm-hmm. but i mean now there's been some news i guess i think obi-wan has finished filming yeah um, they announced lego star wars was going to come out 2022 which has been pushed back like three years now something yeah and then what else was it there were a bunch of rumors about like boba fett like the boba fett show and other stuff but there wasn't there hasn't been anything really substantial besides like the kotor remake that's coming to ps5 Mm -hmm. and i think they're putting the original on switch soon not the remake so it's been yeah kind of slow besides uh besides star wars visions and and also i don't know if we mentioned this before in our last bad batch thing but they uh october 1st is when the lego star wars halloween special that's like next comes out yeah so next episode we'll be able to do that did we ever even do a holiday episode yeah yeah no we we did did. yeah i feel like we were like I oh, think it was a Christmas episode, and then we did it like two or three weeks later, and we were like, "By the way, this happened." We talked, yeah, we talked about the holiday special. It, I don't know if it was like a Christmas episode, but we we talked about the other special. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I think I might have actually. No, that doesn't compute. Never mind. <laughs> I'm excited but, for this one. I hope they like make it a thing to do like lego star wars special things they should mm-hmm. just make a lego star wars movie what has happened to the lego franchise they have the lego movie then lego batman then lego ninjago the lego movie 2 and now it's just done like where well i doubt it's LEGO done Star- but those continue the lego cinematic universe but think about it uh, I just think they slowed down because of COVID because I feel like those movies are super labor intensive having to build intricate Lego sets for like every shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? When did Lego movie two come out? I don't know. I've never even I know, seen I didn't it. Even, I didn't see it either. Maybe that's why they stopped. Yeah, but movies. I think it is a missed opportunity if they don't do a Star Wars one. Honestly. But yeah. Um. So yeah, Visions came out. Super exciting. We watched all of them. I think we both probably finished it today because <laughs> I was like, yeah. I have one more left to go. So um, I have the list pulled up on Wikipedia and we'll probably just go through. I'm going to letterbox them as we discuss them. As we discuss them? Because I right. I didn't know if they'd be on there since it was, well, was I, kind of... They're not under Star Wars Visions. I think you have to look up like... Yeah. Because I did that when they came out. I looked up the duel and I didn't see it. But now I do see it. So I think maybe they got added a little late. So when I go through and watch them the second time, I'll probably go through 
and I'll probably make a list on there that's like visions ranked or something. Yeah, same. I, I do have a, a list right now that's the ranking, but like I said before we started recording, I definitely need to go through and watch some or all of these again because I feel like some stuff was just so like different and new that I just completely like I was too busy like looking at it to actually watch it. You know what I mean? So anyways, um, so we can kind of go through these um, like every other one, breaking them down if you want, or I have it pulled up on Wikipedia, so I can probably just do it. It doesn't matter, but we're starting with uh, the first in the, I don't know, like, I don't know if they're going to do like a visions too. Like, is this a thing? They yeah. Continue or well, it, like, what do you, I thought I had thought it was interesting um, how it was presented as like a show. It said like season one and then it was episodes one through nine mm-hmm. rather than like a collection where it's just kind of like, no, like not numbered or anything like that. So I, yeah, I definitely feel like they would do a, yeah, like how they, too. they did the, um, the Gendi Tartakovsky Clone Wars, which originally when they aired were like short little animated episodes, but when they released them on Disney Plus, they released them in like volume one and volume two as like hour long things. So it is interesting that they released it all like this instead of like, here's a hour and a half or however long it ends up being like, singular thing that you watch and then you watch and then it will have like the titles in in interspersed throughout it or whatever like they broke them all up so that you view them as episodes rather than saying this is a singular star wars visions and it's just like a mythology movie um but yeah so the duel the duel is the one that the ronin novel is based off of which um they just released like a five chapter excerpt of the book. I think today. That's a pretty hefty excerpt. Well, Let's when light of the it. when light of the Jedi came out, they released the first eight chapters. So I didn't get my book until like the day after it came out, just because shipping issues or whatever. But I was able to read the first eight chapters, and yeah. But anyways, um, this one is or has been, I think, like, the big selling point of Visions so far. Like, it's the one that I think has been the most played up to, like, advertise it because it is the one that, like, has the novel. I don't know if, like, they got to pick which one they wanted to write, like, the author that they wanted to expand on or, like, if they were told you're going to write kind of a continuation of mm-hmm. the dual short. I don't know how that worked, but the author uh, is writing the one based off of off of the dual, which, um, first of all, we're going to talk about the animation style and probably like the characters and the story, basically. But the animation for this one, I think, is the most interesting of the whole. It's, yeah, it's definitely the most unique soup it's uh 
to describe it. It's kind of just like it looks a, like pencil. Yeah, it's like a black and white. Like it looks super... it's black and white. It's got like film graininess like over top mm. of it. It's it's definitely supposed to look like a Kurosawa movie. Like they took Yojimbo and then animated parts of it, but turned it into Star Wars as well. Like it's that black and white samurai type vibe from just from the animation but i also like the, it looks really inky like it you can tell like it looks like someone drew there yeah um and it's all black and white except for the lights like anything that's a light or like a laser has color so the lightsabers have like the red color but also like there i noticed there were like blue lights and like the green blaster bolts and stuff like that so there is color but it's very limited yeah it's very uh schindler's list yeah <laughs> except maybe a little less um yeah <laughs> yeah but uh so the plot of this one is fairly simple it's basically once again it's basically another star wars kind of like seven samurai but like there's only one like that's basically the the plot is like oh you must help us defend our village from like these. yeah it's the very typical samurai it's the same yeah it's the same thing it's like the lone stranger who saves the town yeah, so it's like the fourth time this has been done in Star Wars, probably. But, I mean, that's fine. And so, I mean, there's this grizzled, uh, kind of stoic Ronin fella. And they ask him to help defend. It's, um, if I'm remembering correctly, it's post-Imperial. Um, yeah, that, so, that's the thing, like... You can kind of tell when these are supposed to be set, but like it is a different, it's not within the canon. So it's not like it doesn't, mm. it's, it's hard to tell, but also you can kind of get the feeling of when it is, but it's hard to like nail down. But yeah. Yeah. And in this one, like the Raiders are, are ex stormtroopers, um, but they're, they've like modified their armor which i think is pretty cool i if i'm thinking of the right one and it's kind of like empire meets mad max because like like one guy one stormtrooper has only like the bottom half of his helmet so it's kind of like looping around the bottom covering his face but then like up top like is just a guy's head and like maybe there's like a pin and so it's a lot of cool like designs for the kind of ex stormtroopers um, and then there's this, I don't know if she's supposed to be a Sith or an Inquisitor or yeah, what. It, it just says Sith Bandit Leader. Yeah. So she... Again, there's not, it's not, it's hard to fit yeah. amazing. Like, so in one of them, I know they, they, the subtitles specifically say Inquisitor. So I was like, oh, okay. But some of them, mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, that's the villain, but I don't... Yeah, really that's the Toby one. Yeah. That's, yeah, is the one with... But yeah, y- you know, there are a lot of... I You just kind of have to go with the flow. I, I've seen a lot of things like super analyzing visions. I'm like, man, you're thinking a little too yeah. hard about it. Like, it's more... It's less like... It's kind of just for 
fun. Yeah, it's like going to an it's like going to an art gallery. It's not it's not like it's not this like it's not the next piece of the Star Wars canon puzzle or anything like that. It's not it's just mm-hmm. like it's like you're going to a Japanese anime convention and it's like, hey, the theme this year is Star Wars. And so we're just going to watch Star Wars related short films. It's like, it's not, don't think of it as, oh, where does this fit in? Or what, how does this contribute to the overall message of Star Wars? It's like, that's not really the point. The point is just to like, how does, how could you interpret Star Wars from a different like country's sure. perspective? It would be cool though if they did like other countries. Like if they did, hey, um, like how about we do like a European Star Wars thing where like every country gets their own thing or whatever. I don't know. And it'd be interesting. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely it's more it's more about the art than about the franchise. Yeah. Um I will say. I kind of when I kind of watch all these like with the lens of like okay like I want like would this adapt into a cool show and mm-hmm. a lot of them I, I mean that's not really what they're going for so if I was like no nah, I don't think that would be like a good show like a good anime series but there's one that I was like I I so want this to just be a full series mm-hmm. and it's not the one I thought after seeing the trailer it's not the one I would have thought but we'll get into it when we get there so anyhow back to the duel um basically the sith lady is the umbrella wielder mm-hmm. the, the umbrella saber. The crazy umbrella saber thing and um this also has hat droid in it which i know like star wars fandom online has been a big fan of hat droid because it's just basically an r2 unit but the top of it is a hat and uh the ronin is like the cool calm collected guy he's like put a pot on to boil and like when it when it's done boiling like let mm-hmm. me know something like that like some weird thing and then by the end of the story when the pot boils like he's been waiting for it to like do something it was it, it definitely had a well, very a very, it's like, like it it felt like yeah. okay i could i could see watching like a samurai movie and or a western even and like clint eastwood saying put a pot on the boil yeah he his droid like gets busted or something and he's like here you have until this water boils to fix it <laughs> to yeah. like some random villager he's like oh yeah he starts getting to work and then like the minute like the kettle starts whistling then the droid like flies back out and i think it like it shoots a bunch of missiles, doesn't it? Yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, so essentially it's just a big fight scene. You know, this Ronin guy is fighting off this. Yeah, that's another thing about a lot of these shorts is like a lot of them, the store, there's not like, they're not world building. They're not trying to create like this large narrative. It's like, it's very much focused on that single moment that they're telling because that is basically all they get. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, well, we don't really care why he's here. We don't really care where he's going. That's probably what the novel is going to do. But they're like, in this moment, what is important? And it's like, 
we need to be able to get across like who this guy like how he behaves and then like make this one scene interesting yeah and uh so going into this one like i felt like i kind of knew where it was going and for the most part i was right but um so in the first bit of the fight he's just kind of like using the force Mm-hmm. like he doesn't he catches, tr- he catches her blade yeah he catches a oh, saber cool. just using the force um and it isn't until he like takes out his lightsaber now i can't remember if this is at the very end i don't think it is right no i don't think so it's um it's yeah not the beginning either though yeah so about i uh, let's just hedge our bets say about halfway through he activates his saber and it's red and so i'm just like oh this isn't what i thought it was like i thought he'd probably be a jedi um and it's clear to see he's definitely not a jedi but it doesn't seem like he's as evil as this other sith bandit leader and so it kind of is the first example of throughout a lot of these short films we see a lot of moral ambiguity between like jedi and sith like Mm -hmm especially on the dark side like there are a lot of people who aren't like jedi but they aren't just sith in Mm -hmm. in a in a few different examples so yeah and there are people who are like good but not jedi Mm -hmm. and who use like blue and green lightsabers it's really cool but that's a kind of a recurring yeah thing throughout a lot of the cooler parts of the duel i think is obviously he wins the duel and then he like takes the kyber crystal and then he like opens his robe and he's got like 10 different other oh, yeah. crystals. I was like, yo, that is so cool. Cause the 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 novel basically says like he's a Ronin, which a Ronin in uh like Japanese history was basically like a samurai who didn't have a master. So basically any of the samurai movies that you'll watch they're about like a samurai with no master like that's what seven samurai is is basically like uh there are all these samurai that don't have anything to do so they're just looking for a job um and so that's basically the idea is like he was a sith but now he's not so now he's just like a wandering guy who like fights other sith but he's not a jedi either yeah it i don't know it's a really cool i'm excited for the novel I feel like it will be so atypical for Star Wars, but it'll be so much like fun to read, especially as a fan of that kind of the samurai stories and Kurosawa stuff. I think that'll be super fun to read. But yeah, just when he had like all those kyber crystals in his robe, I was like, yo, this is so cool. Yeah. And then he, it basically ends with him giving like what I think the one he had just gotten to like one of the villagers. And they don't like trust him anymore after seeing that like he's a sick. They're, they're wary of him, and he was like, "Here, take this. It wards off evil spirits or something yeah. like that." Something and I'm just cool. like, "Yo, this is dope." I've just seen a lot of complaints about visions where they're like, "It's too Japanese." Like they talk about sake and like all this Japanese stuff that doesn't fit with Star Wars. And on rational people are like, "Bro, shut up!" <laughs> like. What did you think? It's literally, they said to Japan, they said, hey, Japan, make anime that mm-hmm. has some kind of Star Wars thing in it. And they're like, 
Like, what are you talking about? They've said so many times, this is not canon. So I don't know why you're yeah. bringing up canon again. Anyways, uh, so yeah, that's it for the... We don't want to spend too much time on yeah. any one of these, but that one, it is kind of the most anticipated, the biggest one. Um, number two is the one that I have seen at the bottom of a lot of lists, which I can somewhat understand. Um, yeah which it's called Tatooine Rhapsody. Um, so this one is basically, um, it's set during the Clone Wars. They make it obvious because there's battle droids and uh, clone troopers and stuff. But a Jedi Padawan, he like damages his lightsaber and then basically like runs away and joins a band. <laughs> mm-hmm. Basically, he's a runaway Jedi. Much he, It kind of reminded me of like, Asajj Ventress's backstory um but instead of becoming an assassin he becomes like a rock music band yeah and I'll just I'll just note that the the main character is voiced by Joseph Gordon-Levitt which you wouldn't know and so the the kind of person he meets and who joins up with this band is a hut and uh (laughs) yeah and geezer is voiced by bobby moynihan (laughs) i did not from from snl i knew they were in because i I knew they had the announcement of who was voicing characters but i did not pay attention yeah um so basically they're they're doing a a music like a concert um and (laughs) What I have come to call Funko Fett because he walks in Boba Fett and he's literally like the proportions of a Funko Pop. Like he's just this tiny cartoonish Boba Fett, but with the grizzled Tamara Morrison voice. It was so funny. I loved it so much. But basically he's like, we need Geezer because Jabba, because Geezer's a hut. So he's like, Jabba needs them or whatever. Um. And there's another like shootout and all this stuff. I don't think there was a um, um, a Sonic charge though, which there no. should have been. There should have been. And one about Perfect music, they should have turned it into a song, a beat. Yeah. So essentially, they they just capture this geezer guy and force him to join the hut. Uh, crime syndicate and then um well no he was like you join or die and he's like i don't want to join i want to play in my band and so they're like okay we're gonna execute you at like the boonta eve classic (laughs) and and so then like they kind of throw him a bone and they're like we'll let you perform with your band at halftime or whatever and then they they bring the house down and they rock so hard that Jabba lets him go. <laughs> it was just it's definitely you know, like comedy. It was definitely it was yeah. It was it was just meant yeah. to be fun. And so like I understand why it was people's least favorite because like all the other ones are like more actiony and also it, this one is way it takes itself way less serious than some yeah. of these. Yeah. Um. So this one. Yeah, this is at the I've seen at the bottom of a lot of people's lists and it's 
It's not my favorite, but it's all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll go there's through not, our, There's we'll just not through, much to say about it. Yeah, we'll go through our lists at the end. I do appreciate the animation style, though, because I could totally see them doing like a kid's show. In the, like, if, if this was the animation style that Resistance was in, I feel like I would have liked Resistance a lot better. I did already enjoy Resistance, but like, if they were to do another like kids kids show not like the bad batch or even rebels but like a genuine kids show an animation style like this where the proportions are like obviously distorted and like boba fett looks like a literal like funko pop walking around like i i would love that i think a lot this one um I love I just loved Boba Fett a lot <laughs> like it he, he's so funny but like not he's not funny like yeah it, you see him and he looks like that and he sounds like that and you're like okay that's that's great uh but yeah not uh not the most I think engaging story um but certainly had parts that I was like that's my favorite thing ever uh the next one the twins this one was, I think, another one that was pretty hyped up. Um, basically, it's about two uh, twins that were servants of the dark side. And uh, it's kind of like the anti-Luke and Leia, but they're both like, they both have like the force powers and stuff like that. Uh, this mm. is the one that had Alison Brie as the sister. I don't know who this uh, it's Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, okay. Is Kare. Yeah, so it's basically, I think, um, there's like these two Star Destroyers that are like yeah. connected um, with a giant cannon in the middle. It's, and also, I feel like with some of the like twin imagery, like it wasn't so yeah. subtle. And in fact, it was so not subtle that like I felt like it was always Like they kind of knew because it's really funny because you see a star destroyer and then yeah. like to the right side of it is like eclipsed by like a planet or something so it's like super dark and then like it kind of moves and there's another star destroyer like joined at the hip and it just yeah. looks really funny and that in particular i was like okay like i think it's like a little self-aware like mm. kind basically of it's it's a weapon that can destroy planets or something like that yeah um that is combining the two things so the twins um car and am i believe are their names and they basically like tug of war with the force and stuff and car turns good but am is still like on the dark side yeah so essentially just a quick overview is um they're going to like charge up this weapon and they each have to put like in a kyber crystal and then so like am puts hers in and then like nothing happens and so she looks over <laughs> and this is also funny like she looks from her uh what's it called stars the, the, the bridge of her ship oh. and looks over th and sees through the window that like his his seat like spins around and it's empty <laughs> um <laughs> and so she's like ah and goes after him mm -hmm. and then he has this whole thing to where he's like no like i won't let you have my crystal and he foresaw he had a vision that the crystal was like destroying her and so she he wanted to like 
not do that to save his sister's life and Mm -hmm. so they fight in space but like without helmets on they're just kind (laughs) of in space outside of their star destroyer and it's kind of baller um there is a really cool um at one point like he his lightsaber like or i don't remember what it is basically he has like this giant laser and he like flies through the ship yeah like it cuts in half almost like the holdo maneuver like it visually is the holdo maneuver like visual Mm -hmm. and that was really cool but like he cuts the crystal out of her chest or something yeah because they have they both have like well she at least has like this vader-esque armor Mm -hmm. and she like puts the crystal in it and it like supercharges her sort of and then like it's too powerful and then sure enough like the very thing that that car or car a i don't know had foreseen like that's what was happening and so he like slices through the entire Star Destroyer, but just barely manages to grease the kyber crystal on her, like, breastplate and Mm -hmm. just, like, break that and then just, zoom, flies through hyperspace and is gone. Yeah. But I really liked... My favorite thing about this was Neil Patrick Harris's voice acting. It was very anime protagonist, and I don't quite know how to explain that, but, like... (laughs) Like, just over-exaggerated. Yeah. Like, he understood the assignment, for sure. And so did Alison Brie, you know? Yeah. Her her character was was just less likable. I could tell it was her, but she, like, was just yelling every line. (laughs) And I was like... Mm -hmm. uh, She was angry. Yeah. At one point, I think she literally was just like... "Ah!" (laughs) Yeah, a lot of that. Yeah. It was very, like super saiyan ask uh the next one the village bride now i'll be honest i don't really remember a lot about the village bride i, I don't think, remember i watched this before work i think one day and it was so early that i think i just don't remember like, i remember liking it but the plot is a bit fuzzy come to think of it uh hmm. is i know this the one is this the one where she has like the high heels and they like they like open like uh and she like jumps forward and she has like a yellow katana saber i did remember that was this cool. is the one with the yellow blade i yeah. thought i thought that was really cool i just like i remember being like finishing watching it and being like i don't remember bro what why anything happened there's um, something about a village bride <laughs> that, um, yeah there is like something yeah there's a there's, jedi with a yellow saber which is very ray-ish so yeah so basically if i'm remembering correctly um there was this girl and she was in love with like this guy but this other like another again it's like another like kind of barbarian this one's during the clone wars because there are separatists yeah this again is like another barbarian 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 raider group and they like demand that she marries one of their 
people or so no 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 she so she gets married to this guy she loves but the very next day like they are taking this raider group is taking her as like collateral to where like they won't so the village people won't try to like attack them or try to like overthrow their rule because Mm -hmm. you know they're like if you try to if you try to revolt like we have this village bride you know what i mean and so like her sister is like what kind of wedding is this to where everyone's like mourning or whatever and there's kind of just uh these two jedi people are just there for whatever reason a lot of just these, the a lot of these stories are were strangely similar like a lot of yeah. them were very similar there was this one like a couple of them were there's just a random jedi that shows up to a place that needs help and they like deal with it like mm-hmm. a lot of them and i was like this is like <laughs> it's just the stereotypical samurai story it's just like a samurai shows up in a town it needs help he helped it's the same thing with like the lone gunslinger in the western it's like every western is about a lone gunslinger that shows up in a town that needs help and he helps them yeah yeah and so essentially it ends with like while they're doing the switch off of like giving up this girl to the raiders like the one female jedi she intervenes with her awesome yellow katana lightsaber yeah that was one of my favorite parts of the entire visions was that that character because i think she had like high heels like metal high heels but then they like opened kind of like an iron man armor suit like when it would open and you'd step out but like like moved or kind of like uh like uh in smash bros zero suit samus how she has high heels but it's like a metal piece of her shoe that like opens up and sticks down or something that's what it, I think it was this one. And she like opens her high heels or something. And it like helps her to jump forward with this yellow katana saber. I was like, yo, that is so cool. Yeah. I do remember that, but like, and it was too early. <laughs> it's too early for that. I, that's one of the ones that I was like, I need to rewatch that. Uh, number five is the ninth Jedi, which uh, was a big favorite amongst people that I saw. And this yeah. one, um, this one <laughs> this one was crazy so this one basically there haven't been like jedi in a while and they're all the jedi are kind of hiding and there's this guy making lightsabers and he's like uh we're we're meet we're all meeting here these like eight jedi or whatever they're like we're meeting here because we're supposed to meet a guy who's going to give us lightsabers and so then they're like where is what's his name margrave i think mm-hmm and so um, this guy gives his daughter like the bag of lightsabers. He's like, you need to meet these people on the space station. Yeah. And so, so first thing to notice is like, he gives her one of the sabers. Like she has all of them to like give to the Jedi, but she, like the, her father, the sabersmith also gives her one, which by the way, who is the sabersmith? It, I felt like it was someone. Oh, I think the saber Yeah, it was Simu Liu was That's her who dad. I, yeah. I was waiting for him, but I was like, I don't know his voice. I, I so I like notice it. So her lightsaber, when she turned like, it on, it, it was like a clear kind of like gray 
like super weird. I don't even know how to describe yeah. it. But he says something about like, oh yeah, like the the blades, the color of the blade reflects like the in like the character of the person. So I don't know what that says about her. Like what Well, I think it was like their connection as your connection to the force grows, your blade will like develop or something. I that's what I got because as it goes on, I think like it becomes green at towards the end or something like that but it's like a clear saber and it, like it works it, it she yeah, uses it to like fight and stuff but it's just like a dull weird looking saber yeah it's i so also strange. love that like that is not a thing like in canon like the saber changing with the person outside of like if you like if a jedi finds a sith crystal they can quote unquote bleed it which is basically like you remove all the anger and hatred that is yeah. turned it into a or no bleeding it is to turn it red right i believe so and it's something else to turn it white maybe it's bleeding in both ways but like that's how ahsoka gets a white saber is she takes a sith crystal and she purifies it and then to get a red saber you take any crystal and then like infuse it with your hatred and that's what turns it red that's like the mm. only lightsaber lore in canon and so here they're just like eh whatever <laughs> it reflects whoever you are and i was like okay that that's interesting yeah so, and so uh, she takes oh, man. These, she takes the sabers to these eight jedi or is that how many there are on the thing on the space station where they're waiting she gives i think there's seven, seven there. And so then... This... So nine are the seven, her, and yeah. then there's another one. And so these seven guys are waiting, these seven Jedi are waiting for this Margrave guy to show up. And they're like, there's like a big robot in the room with him being like, yeah, don't worry, like he's on his way or whatever. And then they're basically talking like, hey, can this Margrave guy be trusted? Like, is this a trap? Uh, what's going on and so eventually the daughter of the sabersmith uh, gets there and she delivers all the lights uh, sabers and then the one guy is like hey yo it like are these real like let me see this and you know he turns it on it's like a blue saber and they're like oh wow or whatever um and so out of the robot steps this margrave guy like out of the massive droid he's like i've been here the whole time or something <laughs> like that i don't know i'm like i don't know why you chose to reveal yourself now but then like all of these lightsabers ignite like the six other guys except the guy with the blue lightsaber all of the lightsabers turn red yeah and that's when i'm <laughs> that just was like crazy <laughs> i was like, literally like whoa like i feel like i'm pretty smart about like seeing like where the tide of things are going man i was so yeah. blindsided by that i just expected this margrave fella to be evil i guess mm -hmm. but um they're like yes yeah, so, like we came here to like see what sort of jedi would respond and then like kill them because they are sith or whatever mm -hmm. Um, and so the daughter of the sabersmith and the one guy who was an actual Jedi and then this Margrave fellow, you know, they all fight 
these six other Sith, and it's just such an awesome fight. Mm-hmm. It's and this as is it goes on. I think her blade goes from clear to like green. Yeah, and I I think this is like my favorite. Probably this is really good, or maybe tied. I don't know. This is still one, pretty fresh. So this was one where I was like, I could see this like being a thing. Like I could see them saying, yeah, this could be a show. Cause like, if this is the inciting incident or whatever, now you have Margrave and two Jedi and it's like, okay, well they could go on from here and do something in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the first one where I felt, I mean, besides, uh, besides Ronin, where I was like, that would be a cool thing uh, to do. I would, I would actually love it. Like if they did an anime show, but then like had a bunch of characters from visions, like show up, I would love to see like the yellow Katana Jedi and uh, the Ronin guy. I think it'd be really cool. Um, so the next one is totally or t zero b one now this one when i watched it i was like all right that's my favorite one (laughs) so toby is this little like astro boy robot guy and his like uh what is his uh dad or like quote unquote yeah like his master his his maker um so toby is like a little robot it's very disney this one it feels like kind of pinocchio-ish it also feels very sorcerer's apprentice is like the best way i would yeah they don't have the plot on wikipedia like they don't have a synopsis on wikipedia on wikipedia for this one but from what i remember like his master doesn't he not have arms or something but he he has the force Am I thinking of the right thing? Yeah, it's a little robot guy. I said Sorcerer's Apprentice, but I think I might mean Fantasia. What is the Sorcerer's Apprentice? No, the Sorcerer's Apprentice is the one with like the mops and the buckets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's what I am thinking of. So, so Toby is like obsessed with Jedi. He wants to be a Jedi, but like him and his his dad is like our goal is to like bring life to this planet. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, it's kind of like a barren planet, and they're trying to restore, like, vegetation and, and life to yeah, I think, it. I think he doesn't have arms or something. Yeah. Um, and so, for some reason, they need... I think it's a kyber crystal, right? To, like, power something. There was a lot of kyber crystal in Vision yeah. in general. I was like, I'm surprised that, like... Here, my question was, did, this like, the Star Wars, like team did they say like by the way here's here's something you can you like this is a part of like a pretty deep important part of star wars kyber crystals that's where lightsabers come from or were did the people making it like oh yeah we know all this stuff or like yeah i think that's what i was that's what i was wondering because like there was there was like sequel stuff there was prequel stuff i was like I wonder if they were like, hey, we need, uh, we're going to do this concert. Is there a place in the universe where like a concert would make sense? And then the Star Wars team was like, oh, it'd be cool if it was like a halftime show at the Boonta Eve or something. Like, I I wonder how that 
like how all of the references and like the lore cuts and stuff if, i wonder how if all i that if i had to guess like they honestly didn't have to uh, adhere to lore at all i don't think but i think like they like the people doing it like love star wars and so like they did like they didn't necessarily adhere to canon but they did like kind of work with if not like expand on a lot of the lore i the lightsaber stuff like i think that's all them because like well yeah i think swords yeah like swords are like swords in japan deal. there's like a there's like a definite history of swords in japan yeah like, and also like in america idea, a sword maker that means nothing but like in japan if you say sword maker there's like there's a history that yeah and like then the idea that there's like a, a glowing gem that like has a spiritual depth to it that is inside mm-hmm. a sword like that's i feel like that's just like perfect like yeah that's, that's something like you gravitate towards that's like christmas for mm-hmm. for anime showrunners you know yeah. like that <laughs> concept so like that's why it's so sword the whole time yeah, so like that's kind of omnipresent. Anyhow, Toby is looking for a crystal somewhere on this planet. Um but, you know, his dad, his creator's like, don't never go in the basement or whatever. So clearly <laughs> he checks the entire surface of the planet and he was like, The only place I haven't checked is the basement. And so he goes into the basement and sees a starship. He's like, Whoa, I didn't know this was down here. Like he's always kind of wanted to like leave and you know explore the galaxy so he goes in the starship and accidentally sends out a signal that's picked up by an inquisitor you know he's looking for jedi or whatever and because just like in a childlike innocent way he wants to meet a jedi he wants to be a jedi and so the inquisitor sees this message and he's like oh so there's a jedi okay and he goes after him and he does so wait where does he get the freaking lightsaber i think i think his dad finds him he finds out or like his dad reveals like he was his jedi apprentice i think basically but he got injured and like made him a new body that's what i got like it was very astro boy yeah like uh in astro boy the kid's dad is like a scientist or whatever and then accidentally like kills his son but then makes a robot replacement for a son or like a robot body or something um mm-hmm. yeah so so yeah it re- reveals kind of like his dad was oh yeah the- when he discovers a starship he accidentally sends the signal that like brings the sith to him and then his dad uh is like i was like your master blah 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 blah, blah and he like has his old lightsaber yeah. And so he gives Toby the lightsaber and then Toby fights the Inquisitor. I think he dies or something though, the dad. Um yeah. <laughs> Man, it's time for a rewatch already. But yeah. So he eventually beats the Inquisitor. Pretty baller. Yeah, but then... the thing is that Toby, even though he's a robot, can use the force. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, okay, that's cool. Cause like I've always wondered like 
because they say like the force is in all living things but then they're like it's in the trees in the rocks and i'm like all right well if c3po is an artificial intelligence does he not count as like life or whatever like is there a way that like you could detect a droid with the force or like could a droid somehow have a stronger connection to the force sure i've always wondered like how it seems like star wars is taking the stance that artificial intelligence is not life uh but toby does have the force um i don't know how much of him is like like is he cyborg like is there some part of him in there still or is he just a robot but he yeah. does have a, he does have a lightsaber fight with and the inquisitor and that's when i was like this is so cool because like you find out he was a jedi at one point and like he's been dreaming of being a jedi and he is a jedi i thought it was really cool yeah and so after he defeats the inquisitor he like succeeds in bringing life back to the planet and then he like hops in the starship he's like let's go like help other planets and so he gets to see the galaxy as a jedi you know his dream comes true Mm -hmm. and that's basically all there is to that one i feel yeah so the elder number the elder is another the elder is another one that i was like all right never mind this is my favorite mm-hmm. um so the elder i saw a thing before i watched this one that was like uh so basically there's a, a jedi padawan named dan and his master um tajin i believe is what it says tajin and they were like yo dan and tajin feels like what qui-gon training anakin would have felt like and so I was like, oh, that's interesting. So when I watched it, I had that in mind. And I was like, yo, that's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tajin um, is voiced by David Harbour. And Dan is yeah, I did Jordan Fisher. Who's Jordan so, Fisher? Bruh, I'm going to pretend like you didn't. Oh, just... oh, oh, he's Seacat. Yeah, well, oh, yes, he is Seacat. I'm amazed. Yeah. He's also the new evan hansen on broadway once broadway reopens which i saw i saw the movie dear evan hansen i should have just watched star wars visions again yeah anyways so uh can you do so they land on a planet at a remote village surprising we've never we haven't seen that before in in visions um and they're basically like this old man like hiked up a mountain um and so they're like, all right, well, we're going to go find him, basically. So uh, Dan goes up the trail and he meets the guy and the guy's like, surprise, I'm a Sith. And he has two red lightsabers. And uh, then he fights with Tajin, uh, who kills the Elder. I'm just kind of reading a synopsis. <laughs> um, well, and then he like turns into dust. Yeah, well, yeah, I feel like you just skipped a lot of things. So yeah, I'm reading a very short. Yeah, there's like a whole mystery element. You know, it's very tense. And then so eventually. Um, it was good. Dan's like, I'm better in the mountain terrain. So let me go up and search the mountains. And then you can stay here and watch his ship so he won't get away. And so Dan confronts him. They fight. Dan gets wrecked. He gets like slashed across the chest and like falls over. And so uh, Tajin 
he senses something's wrong. So he goes back up in the mountains and then it's like this old, like disheveled, like man. And he's like, ah, like it's been a while since I've met someone so strong in the force to be my opponent. And so they fight. And, uh, he had like, he's about to kill Tajin, but then like Dan throws his lightsaber, like a throwing knife. So it like fly instead of like spinning because we've seen thrown lightsabers before. Instead mm-hmm. of like spinning, it like shoots like a dart and then like hits one of his lightsabers away, giving uh, his master the the opening to. He literally, it's so cool. He like deactivates his lightsaber, pushes it right in front of his chest, and then reactivates yeah, it. Yeah, it was so baller. Cool. Um, yeah, I like hygiene a lot, and I, I that was another one where I was like, I could see this becoming a show and like these two characters being like characters uh it was the one i think it was the one that felt the most like this could have happened in canon like it felt the most the most adhesive to what we know from star wars like obviously some of them have like are way out there and they're just like yeah canon is a thing but we're not in it but this one felt like, you know, let's try to make a story that isn't completely off the rails. It definitely had the influence of the Japanese culture. Um, but it definitely, it felt like, yeah, this could have happened like years before, like mm-hmm. even the High Republic. Like this could have happened before like the Knights of the Old Republic happened or something. It definitely yeah. felt like there was a place where there's a time and place in canon where this could fit in very nicely. Yeah. And another interesting bit was they're kind of like when Dan first confronts this elder, he's like, so you're a Sith then? He's like, no, the Sith got too like boggled down by like infighting and stuff. And so mm-hmm. then afterwards, after Tajin kills him, he's like, like, I don't know if this means that like, the Sith are around and he like left struck out on his own. Um, and he's like, good thing you are too powerful for a master. And he was like, if he were in his prime, he would have killed me. Uh, <laughs> I will keep it real with you, Dan. And then he like has this whole lecture about how, like, let this be a testament that like the weakness of age eventually overcomes power. And Dan's like, so is power useless? He's like, no, but it powers impermanent. So the best thing you can do is use your power while you have it um, to protect those who don't have it. And I'm like, that's very, it's very spiritual, very yeah. Eastern philosophy fits mm-hmm. into Star Wars nicely. Yeah. Um, yeah. It- yeah it was just a dope it was a dope so like from every angle every possible way it could have been awesome it was um so the next one is lop and ocho which sleeper hit i'm not gonna lie yeah this this was this is the rabbit one and we were watching it and it was like great we have a star wars version of judy hops now uh but surprisingly uh pretty cool I, I i think this is in my upper half of of visions yeah and i think this is my favorite for real which i need to watch them all again before i like solidify like a list but i remember watching this the first time being like you know that wasn't 
that was that was pretty that good. wasn't weird yeah like yeah. you would think oh the character's a rabbit it'll be like some it'll be hyper anime but it's mm-hmm. it's pretty like grounded in like not reality but realism i suppose in star Wars. yeah uh basically like the empire shows up um or it's it's during the empire a family uh or well (laughs) yeah like alien named lop escapes from slavery and uh meets a family and uh the daughter becomes like friends with her or whatever and she's like we should adopt we should have like adopt her so uh the like head of the family is like all right we can we'll adopt Mm -hmm. her basically um as time goes on the empire like has been occupying and like um kind of like oppressing the planet taking resources and uh exploiting the people and things like that and so it comes to the point where the family is like we need to um like turn against the empire like we need to push the empire back we need to rebel basically but the daughter the one who's yeah. like who adopt lop is like ocho ocho yeah yeah is like we need to cooperate with the empire and like uh they try to convince her to not like side with empire but she basically leaves and yeah like the the empire yeah the opening preamble had mentioned that like this planet has had a very hard time like developing and so like the empire has like helped them develop industrially and modernize and so that's like what ocho is kind of like doing like there's the only way for us to grow as a planet is with the empire but the father sees it that like the empire is like trampling onto tradition and they're not like as they're helping us industrialize they're strengthening their military presence and they're just going to control us so like what good is like moving into modernity if it means we just become subjects basically Mm -hmm. And then Lop is like caught in the middle of it because like she loves her sister and her father, but she like so she's caught in the middle currently. Yeah. Um. Until she's with Ocho, and then they're stopped by like an imperial, like a bunch of stormtroopers and an imperial officer, and it's revealed through their conversation that like Ocho was trying to like had struck a deal with the imperial officer to like talk her dad down out of his terrorist attacks basically because he that's what he was doing against the empire um and then said that like if that didn't work like she was joining the empire and like turning her dad in and like trying to work with the empire and so that's when like lop ran away and Mm -hmm. like at this point, like Ocho is like has, she's fully drank the Kool Aid, a real crosshair type situation, mm-hmm. you know, betrayed by a sibling. So she she runs back to like her family temple or whatever, and then the dad's like, 
like follow me like basically explains what had happened to ocho and uh he tells lop to follow her into like this like cave and there's like all this like stuff around he takes out this like adorned box and takes out like a lightsaber hill and sets it on like a little tablet and then he like puts both of his hands down on this tablet or whatever and like this massive like hologram circle it's very what does it remind me of it's very jarvisy in a way because mm. how like think of like tony stark like surrounded by all these holograms like when he's like creating ultron or whatever that's what what it kind of reminded me of but it's like this beautiful like artwork that's like describing their family history so basically he says that like hey this lightsaber is like a family heirloom uh many generations ago like a warrior known as a jedi like landed here and before he died like he passed on his sword to one of his ancestors and the ancestor learned how to use it and ever since it's been passed down in our family and now like like although you're not like related to us by blood like you're my daughter and i'm like my other daughter's lost and so i'm passing it on to you and it's so awesome it's such a cool scene like Mm -hmm. imagine like the scene in the force awakens when ray gets like the skywalker saber bro that it's this scene is easily like better than that i don't like this was like when she catches it in the snow or when like maz gives it to her and she's like no i don't want it yeah, when Maz, like, gives it to her and there's, like, all these, like, voices of, like, that, that same thing of, like, taking this mysterious object out of this, like, like, it was so dope. This whole episode was, like, just my favorite. And um, so she takes the saber. Her dad goes out to commit more terrorist violence against the Empire. And so... Lop hears the explosions and she follows after and she finds like they're the members of their clan or whatever doing battle with the empire and then Ocho and the dad are, are fighting and um, she like Ocho like they're you know arguing hashing out their idealist their their idea difference in ideals uh, while they're fighting and she like cuts one of his eyes like out and so he's like he already has one bad eye that's like scarred over now he has zero eyes mm-hmm. and so he's like okay it's up to you now ocho i can't see i mean lop it's up to you now lop to like to beat your sister basically um and so they fight and it's so it's just so awesome everything about it's cool and it ends with like lop not beating ocho but like she gets away mm-hmm. and then that's how it ends i'm like what like <laughs> basically she was like i'll she's like i will see our family like put back together again or something like that and then it like ends mm-hmm. and i'm like bro this should be the show this <laughs> if any one of these should be adapted to an anime series this should be the one because like just the way it ends it sets up for something else. yeah and it's so cool the idea of like someone like someone who's good 
who's not a Jedi using a lightsaber. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's really baller. This one, it's definitely my favorite, which I was surprised. I'm just as surprised as you are. But mm-hmm. yeah, really good. Yeah, and uh, the last one is called Akakiri, which I watched this morning, but again, I I remember the name Subaki, but I don't really remember anything that happened in it. Yeah, this I one... I was making breakfast while I was watching it, that's why. Because I don't... I was making breakfast, and then I, like, sat down and I watched the end of it, and I was like, I don't remember what happened. Uh, yeah, this one is my least favorite. There are some redeeming things about it, but first of all, the art style, I just dislike. Yeah, it was a it wasn't weird my thing. It, it definitely was kind of, of a yeah. stranger style. Yeah, it was kind of hard to take seriously, especially since like the ending is pretty serious. Um. So basically, it's this Jedi type. Um, he's haunted by like this vision of him, like striking down some, like striking down this woman, or something. And so he meets up with this girl Misa, who's part of the royal family that he was like sent to protect. But she, her Misa's father, like the the king or whatever the royal title is, was over was killed overthrown and so Misa's on the run and so Subaki who's this Jedi he is like I'm gonna like help I'm gonna like make this right and so with the help of these like two weird traveler guys who are like the comic relief Mm -hmm. they guide them through the wilderness back to like the royal palace um to where the king's sister is a sith she was like lying in wait in the royal family like no one knew she was a sith until she like took over Mm -hmm. um and so they're fighting her and her henchmen and then like the vision of him like cutting someone down like happens like that happens in real life and then like it's like to this person in a mask he takes the mask off it was misa i don't quite remember how that happened like like, I don't, because I was like, but I thought she was right here. How did, like, why is she fighting him? And why is she wearing a mask? I, this, like, I don't know. This one kind of just confused mm-hmm. me, I'll be honest. But the cool part of this was, like, he was, like, obviously distraught that he had just killed this girl. Um, And so then this Sith lady like promised to bring her back if he would join her and so she did like literally this is like the whole like palpatine anakin thing Mm -hmm. but like she literally just brings her back to life with the force and then she goes what like what happened like what what did you do and then he's like i did what i had to do and then she's like join me he was like come here apprentice or something and that's how it ends like Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was this one was also yeah this one was also the shortest one I think it was only thirteen minutes long wasn't it like eight minutes or something oh maybe I think the Tatooine Rhapsody might have been shorter actually Mm -hmm. but this one felt like it 
lasted forever just because like right the ending was kind of cool but i was mostly just confused and put off by the art style and i kind of just this is the only one that i say like i would say i didn't enjoy watching i guess i was just kind of like and i just watched it like an hour ago i was Mm -hmm. just like what the heck is this yeah i just looked up the yellow lightsaber from visions and uh, there's this awful awful article star wars does a better yellow lightsaber story than rise of skywalker in star wars visions an unnamed jedi has a better arc involving a yellow lightsaber in 17 minutes than ray had in the rise of skywalker but like it wasn't an arc it was literally just she had a yellow lightsaber to signify like going forward she's a new person (laughs) like what do you mean it didn't uh sometimes clickbait is just so obviously idiotic yeah that's Um, the dumbest article i've ever heard because like the two aren't relatable at all They're, they're not related at all anyways uh so yeah that that's visions um that's the brief recap yeah definitely suggest watching it if you haven't watched it um if one of these has sounded more interesting than others take a look at those if you don't want to watch all of them you know you no one's telling you to you don't have to watch them in order either uh but we're going to do our rankings and then that'll probably be the end of it um just because i feel like we've gone for a, a decent bit mm-hmm. but um so starting at the bottom we'll just do uh we'll we'll take turns so we'll do our late, least favorite all the way up to our favorite so my least favorite was the twins which might be controversial because i know a lot of people have been talking about it <gasps> not the twins no okay continue no, now it's your turn to give me your last. Oh, my least favorite is Akakiri. I didn't like it. <laughs> That's the only one I didn't like. Akakiri, I have one above just because, like, I don't remember anything about it, but I know the twins annoyed me. It got on my nerves just because mm. of how over the top it was. And it was just like the scale of it and the yelling of it. I was like, this is just, uh, it's so much. So I have Akakiri right above it. Okay, next I have, sorry about it, Toby. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, man. It was definitely less like, oh, I'm so invested in this story and more like, this is just adorable. Like, I- I, I Sure, that's one word for it. Um, Third place I have, or not third place, third from the it'd be what seventh place Tatooine Rhapsody same again, again just not like it had stuff to like about it it just was ultimately not as memorable you have the same yep all right the number sixth I have the village bride again like outside of that character not much is really like memorable yeah I have um actually the duel next kind of middle of the road not because it's not good i'm not saying it's mid okay you (laughs) anime fanboys i'm not saying the duel is mid i'm just saying i really like everything above it 
else past this. Yeah. Um, then I have the ninth Jedi. And I think this is, this is where it starts, where I was like, from here on, everything I watched and I was like super into it. The rest of them I watched and like, I watched it, but wasn't as into it. This is where, this is the first one where I was like into it the whole way through. So the ninth yeah. is in fifth. Yeah. Fifth from the worst. Just so fifth. Or, right. Okay. Fifth. So yeah. I think after the duel, I have the twins. Mm. I just liked looking at it. It was pretty neat. It was pretty. Uh, I have the duel next. I, it was definitely the most anticipated and I think it felt the most mature. Like it felt like uh it had grittiness and it was like this is something that i think if people were going to get a sith centered story it this is what it would be like something gritty like mm-hmm. that next i have village bride i have toby in that <laughs> in third man i mean speaks for it's kind of funny i don't really remember much about the village bride i just remember really liking it so i don't have to explain myself yeah okay then after that i have uh this is your third place uh, yeah third place we're in the top three top three uh the elder Mm. um my second place is lop and ocho my second place is ninth jedi and then my first place is the elder First place, Lapinocho, baby. Uh, yeah. So, Elder and Lapinocho were both, I think, yeah, like top tier. Yeah. And like both of them could easily be continued. A lot of them, I think, not maybe not a lot of them, a couple of them would, I think, really be good as a longer format story. Mm-hmm. It's honestly like, I am excited for the Ronin novel, but kind of wish the novel was based off of something else. If I'm being honest. Because the duel, while it was like watching it first, I was like, oh, this is so awesome. And then as I watched more, I was like, man, the duel, it kind of just said, we're going to do one long fight scene and then just did a one long fight scene. Whereas other ones, like the Elder, had like the whole mystery and uh, Lop and Ocho had like an entire family dynamic thing but yeah mm-hmm. I enjoyed Visions I would not be opposed to a second Visions with like different studios or something along those lines it did feel yeah. very similar at points it was like oh another Jedi story another yeah, story, we gotta get another story where someone has to claim a lightsaber in a world where there are no Jedi hear me out studio Mappa is one of the other ones and they have odm gear but with lightsabers <laughs> bro that'd be not zillow beasts yeah that'd be fire man all right but, uh, well, uh yeah that's probably that's, about it for this yeah episode. that's we've talked enough about anime yeah. for one day um so, we'll be back at some point uh if you want to keep listening to us check out striking a movie podcast where we there are three episodes out they're all over two hours 
and it's us watching Spider-Man. So yeah, and we sync it up and listen yeah, it's, to us while it, you watch the movie. Yeah, it's best if you, you can if listen you to it without watching the just movie. Listen to it. Well, there will be, be points where long. we're like, "Yo, that was a cool shot," and you'll just be like, "Huh?" Like, it won't make sense. It's a yeah. commentary track. It's not just an analysis. It's like a you're supposed to watch it with me. Anyway, yeah. maybe we'll also, do Star Wars ones at some point yeah. in the distant future, but uh, that'll be it for this episode. So thanks for listening. Follow us on Letterboxd. <laughs> Check us out on uh, Instagram. Uh, review the leave a review for the show, and uh, we'll see you at some time in the future. Thank you for listening to Lando's Lounge. Lando's Lounge can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing us with a friend or rating us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. To engage with us on social media, follow at Lando's Lounge Podcast on Instagram and like and follow the Lando's Lounge page on Facebook. To ask a question for our Q&A segment, The Carbon Freeze, Engage with us in comment sections or shoot us a DM for the possibility of your question being featured. The intro music to this podcast is Star Wars Cantina Band Closed on Sunday Lo-Fi Remix. Thank you again for listening and tune in to the next episode.